like I felt like I've been able to accomplish like a bunch of like high level thinking tasks, but the low level shit humble brag over here <laughs> has like not worked. Like it, I tried to make all while saying like I tried to make rice the other day and mm-hmm. I failed Fuck miserably but you like <laughs> ran some kind of like intercontinental <laughs> tech thing rice, that, rice that is a fickle bitch <laughs> The definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are one guy who went to Harvard and one who went to jail. Martin and Brady. I get paid to be suspicious when I've got nothing to be suspicious about. I've decided my agenda for the future. I'll stay in bed, drink, make love, and forget the whole damn business. I bet you never even heard of Led Zeppelin. I bet you're just one of them grown-ups who just pretends to like really cool bands just to get close to little punks like me. This week, we traveled to Memphis, the Caymans, New Orleans, and back to Memphis again. The easiest path was to dive into the legal mind of John Grisham with the first three movies from his novels, The Firm and The Pelican Brief from 1993, as well as The Client the following year. Now we know where to set up our offshore accounts. Always the Caymans. Always the Caymans. I've literally never forgot. And Since every 93. Time, every time I hear the Caymans, that's what I think of. You think of the firm? Yeah. And, yeah. Setting, and offshore accounts. And offshore accounts. That's just yeah. part of it. Just how, just how it goes. I'm, I'm starting to think that uh, a kid I grew up with had some offshore accounts because he went to the Caymans every other year. Family <laughs> well, trip. Uh, they he called did. It. His dad might have. They called did. it a family trip. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were just checking as out. As long as they kept coming back, I think... Uh, <laughs> That's all good. This was a blast from the past. Ah, this was really. I hadn't. I really haven't seen these movies probably since they since they came out. Maybe a little bit. I'd of, say nineties, but I I definitely rewatched some of these back then. So I would say probably yeah, late nineties at best. But I kind of always forget. You know, and I've mentioned many times on this on this broadcast that uh, that I think the this like this time frame, the early to mid nineties, is like the best period of movies. And I always forget about these. Like these are. I never like list them in, in 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 the in the list of of great movies, but they were they were really solid three movies um, that came out yeah in these in these amazing years and formative years for myself. You know, I was like twelve, thirteen, read all these books, loved loved the John, John Grisham stuff, and then I kind of went away from it. Um, so yeah, it was just nice to come back and see that they were they were actually solid movies. Is Grisham? I know you said you read a couple of the books, but do you think he's one of the more like prolific? pop culture writers i guess or like his books have turned into movies i know we've gotten a lot more recently like Mm -hmm. with the twilight and the harry potters and things like that but like i think of like him and patterson as being like the two that were in that like wheelhouse of hey they wrote a book let's try to make it a movie stephen king to the same extent and and even more now yeah um i i would i would say king and um and Grisham are the were the two for me, and then Crichton to some to some yeah. extent. When uh, you know we talked about Jurassic Park, and and I, I and they made a decent amount. I think after that, everyone's like, "What else? What other Michael Crichton movies can or they, books can we make into movies?" Well, I saw Grisham had forty seven consecutive number one bestsellers. I, I didn't know there were that many. That's wild. <laughs> right, he kept going, and and whether some of those deserved it or not, I mean, his name, yeah. kind of to what Jelani's alluding to, his name carried that weight. It was like. Whatever he was putting out was getting sucked right up, yeah. and I was—I kind of talked about—I was obsessed with his movie or his books. Excuse me, like I would read those in class, like while we're—I because I just couldn't. It, 
it was like an addiction, you know. Yeah. It's like which is great. Yeah. And I yeah. So I when they started making the movies, it was awesome. You know, we got to kind of see the images you had projected in your mind. I think as a kid, I didn't. I don't remember if those were the first that I read that I then got to see put up on screen. Um, obviously, Martin was probably doing that at six, seven years old. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no, this it was around the same time. This is what really made me love it. Yeah, so if, you, if I'm being if I'm being honest, I think the client was the only one that I actually read first. Uh, I watched the movies of the Furman Pelican Reef, and then I went back. And oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So we, so you were ahead of me. I just enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, the reading part was just awesome. Um, he, I, I don't know. I just, I. He got me. He, you know, the, the legal aspect was cool and interesting, and then the the drama and intense part of uh, of it, you know, carried through too. And they're really good adaptations, yeah. right? Like, um, I I think they're they're very solid. I don't and I don't remember the books obviously as well, so I can't really say for sure if it was verbatim. But I remember um, at the, the time thinking, little things thinking, here and there. I think that I, they were I pretty saw. close. You know, right. that they were pretty um pretty true to the page. I I will say that rewatching these, I thought two of them were really great. One was yeah, all right. I I I had a pretty easy ranking um, <laughs> of a hierarchy for me. I, I definitely wouldn't say that I agree with Martin that all three were great movies. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm now I'm curious which one I I have a I definitely have a higher a ranking as well, but um. But I, I feel like it's going to be different than yours. Well, 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 how about where does the firm fall in your rankings? Uh, probably probably number one that's number one for me as well yeah okay but like just like die hard 2 has a special place in my heart <laughs> i feel like i have a certain love for the pelican grief and i'm worried that you guys are saying that's the one that's not good no, no. the client oh the client okay, okay. Is the all right all right <laughs> then we're, we're all we're on the same page i knew jelani and i were gonna be on the same page <laughs> but i i just really i kind of i yeah i love i love the pelican brief i i really probably more because of, i love julia roberts and and denzel i think the, the acting there was was super strong i think you got we can dive into it. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get there. Because talking about uh, actors, the cast <laughs> of the firm is insane. It's so good. Like yes. I just was like, what? What? You kept for, you, yeah, you forget. I mean, you got small roles. Margo Martindale out of is, yeah. You know, she was. It took her Nina. a while. <laughs> it took her a while to even be a, a thing, and she's fantastic. Um, so obviously, the big two are Cruz and Hackman. Uh, I saw even that both of them had language that, like in their contracts that said they had to be listed by themselves ahead of the title, and then Hackman essentially relented because Cruz was it was you know it was a bill. This yeah, of was, course yeah. Hackman were like how would he be top billing on it? I think he's a pretty he, he's a large on this star. movie though. No, but I mean on this movie. I mean, I get I, it that I'm saying him in a movie, him, right. part of his contract of being in a movie. Oh. Today he is top billing. Yeah, like no, I love Gene Hackman. I'm not right, saying but that. I'm now saying, what it doesn't sound were... like it. You hate it, <laughs> right? Why do you dislike Gene Hackman? Why do you Hackman, hate Gene? Let's Hackman circle back. Let's touch on this a little bit. <laughs> I thought he was great in this too. Avery, such a creep, such, such a creep. creep. Oh yeah, <laughs> side out. It's just yeah. Holding the hand when at the right funeral. from the beginning too. funeral yeah the funeral scene will, will push you right there and we, I uh, we counted it we watched Jen's like go back watch how long he holds her hand and oh it's a long it. time fifteen seconds <laughs> it's a long time <laughs> it's like the longest handshake in the world so I had uh, I mean the the list those two are the big ones obviously um, Jean Triplehorn I think was she had her moment she's it was yeah an up and cover I yeah. think at this point and this and then Waterworld I want to say <laughs> saw the movie six times it ruled, <laughs> it ruled. <laughs> um, you know you get some old timers Hal Holbrook Hal Holbrook is just an all timer yeah Into the Wild 
He's uh, he's got a. That was one of his later last movies. I know he's done a lot of things over the years, but that was mm-hmm. always one I felt like he's such a charming older man, and and just it comes through um, as Oliver Lambert, <laughs> uh, Wilford Brimley. I I loved Wilford in this. He was <laughs> so. Because he's just seen so evil, right. you know, and it's just yeah. it's not what you were expecting from. But he played it so well, and yeah, that the whole the whole scene where he where he kind of is blackmailing him. Um, I think basically. this is how he got the job as the evil postman general on Seinfeld for the episode. <laughs> Remember when he was like uh, Newman, Newman's uh, boss, postmaster oh, general, the postmaster general. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you never watched that sign. Yeah, right. He, he comes in and has. He's definitely in the more not evil, but this is definitely. I mean, you're, it's not what you think. You know. Yeah. He was uh, great. He's definitely not selling Quaker Oats. So yeah, right. Ed Harris out of nowhere. Yeah. Bald brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Professor Strickland or Principal Strickland. <laughs> <laughs> he had. Uh, I think he had a. His run was in the early '90s too. Um, yeah. This was. Yeah. I feel like and it. I saw something where he's. He kind of did it as a favor. He's friends with Schumacher, or. Uh, um, Pollock, Cindy Pollock. Pollock, yeah, yeah. Sorry, got ahead of myself here <laughs> on uh, on directors. Um, Holly Hunter was nominated for an Oscar for this. For this, the short one of the I think it was was it the shortest shortest screen time. She was on screen for a total of five minutes and fifty nine seconds. It's one of the shortest performances ever for no, being nominated for an Oscar. They love doing that for supporting yeah. um, roles. They love the, the, Just, the really boom. tiny ones. Yep. Yeah, could she like, not? That was awesome. I got I got frustrated Statue. when she wouldn't ash her cigarette. Like she just let it keep smoking it down. It was just hanging there. I'm sure like, it was intentional. It, yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of stash on there. Like just dump it. We see uh, our boy David Stray there and again. Yeah, Jelani. that was nice. To Love see. it. Straight hair. <laughs> Straight hair and <laughs> as uh, as old Ray McDear. Yeah, um, he was great in this. I and I you know. I forgot about that line, but then I remembered it right before he said it. I just love your crooked little mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a good line. Oh, very good line. <laughs> Worked on her. Yeah, right? <laughs> Gary Busey. I forgot yeah. Gary Busey was in it. I forgot he was, too. It, it was it was short, too. Yeah, but well, it also Mary. changed like the whole movie. Like I was like, oh, this is so taut, so tense. And then Gary Took Busey pops up, bit. and he's like, blah, and all yeah. over the place. I'm like, oh, we're in a comedy now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, it was a little goofy. Tom Cruise connection here. Long, uh, we might have brought him up at some point. Stephen Hill. So I don't know Stephen Hill to Cruise, but I know Stephen Hill from Law and Order. F. Denton Voiles. Uh, he was in the uh, Mission Impossible show. Oh, was he? Oh, he he was, was the lead in Mission Impossible, <laughs> the show back oh. in the day. Oh, so, there you go. Oh, so okay. long connection to Cruise, yeah. but I mean it. Uh, the Mission Impossible as, as excuse me aspect is very uh, is very is there. Margot Martindale we talked about. Dean Norris had yeah. a, uh, a thinner breaking, Dean Norris. Breaking Bad, yeah. Even though he was like the Squat Man or something right. like that. <laughs> Little did they know. Um, Martin, yeah, Simpsons. Uh, or oh, damn it, no, that's another movie. I'm yeah, blend, I know. I'm blending some. <laughs> it's all running together. Cut that part. Did you guys see Taylor Kinney? Uh, I don't know who that is. So Lamar, yeah. Is the fixer from Billions? Uh, oh it's, yeah, that's the guy that Bobby Axelrod calls when yeah. he needs something done. Yep, he's also the dad. Correct. From Save that the was Last him. Dance. He was he was um like his friend. Yeah, he was oh the my god. He the was associate so at the firm. He's the one that uh, was sitting in the yard in the sprinkler, in the sprinkler yeah. not opening his beer and just letting. The I sprinkler knew he hit looked him. familiar, but that that's wild. Yeah, I didn't even put that together. Yeah. I was like, oh, I, I didn't right. put the billions thing together. You're right, but I definitely recognized him. Yeah. What about um, Tobin Bell? No, I you didn't. know who that is. Mm-mm. Oh, you guys, because you guys don't like horror. 
Is um, that the albino man? Yeah. Do you know what, what he's from? No. He's, he's, he's Saw. He's like in those Saw movies. Oh, is he Jigsaw? He's Jigsaw, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Later yeah. on. Like, when he's older, I see. See, you even that. know the name. Yeah. <laughs> you know it better than me. That's right. It's, <laughs> J- it's Jigsaw. That's him. And then uh, what about Karina Lombard, the young woman on the beach? Jen recognized her from something, but smoke. I did not. Neither one of you guys? Mm-hmm. Um, Legends of the Fall? Oh, She's in that okay. Well, I guess. Um, yeah, well, what's funny, I, I had a note of this cast could have been even more impressive because of the women on the beach. Halle Berry uh, auditioned but didn't get it. And that would have been another amazing big, star big, big, to be uh, sitting in there. I actually recognize Paul Calderon, who was uh, just a one of the cops. He's in a show, Bosch, that, I, uh, yeah. that, that I've talked to you guys about. Yeah. I was like, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, man, that's, that's the your, guy. That's He's... your USA Network show. <laughs> uh, well, prime, bro. Prime. <laughs> and now Freebie. <laughs> Is that uh, that's an that's another like uh, that's an author, right? Um, yeah, I think it's con- Connolly, from books. right? Connolly, correct. Yeah. Wrote the Lincoln Lawyers, the most popular one that people that's right. Most, and you know. we we were talking just on that topic. Uh, Tom Clancy's another one that has sure. a, had a lot, especially during this time period. You know, right. clear and yes. present danger. His, and he had his own Patriot domination games. of right. uh, the of Jack books. Ryan series, basically. Yeah. So there correct. were, I mean, in the nineties, there were. I think they were just trying to take any any kind of book that was. Did you just say popular. James Patterson? I think he was. Yeah, the he other. said he okay. said Patterson. Yeah. Um, any kind of book that was at all viable, were like they're but like, there yeah, were some really good stories too. Like clearly, you look at some of the movies that were made from there. I mean, they were really good. I mean, they were entertaining. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Like, yeah, these are these are I think right right up there. And before we just and then the cast, the two uncredited roles, yeah, the mafia, they yeah, walk in at the end. So I'm like great. Paul Sorvino. Paul Sorvino. Know, of course, it's Paul Sorvino. <laughs> <laughs> you need a mafia guy in the '90s. <laughs> Your first call better be to Paul Sorvino. His name's got to be Cicero or something. <laughs> Coming in from Chicago, Joey, Joey Two Toed Cicero. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they would. You couldn't. You couldn't get get a better Chicago actor. <laughs> it was just crazy. The cast. It, it literally felt like every scene. You're just like, oh, look who it is. It just felt like there's a lot of people who were gonna go on to a lot bigger and better. Casting director crushed it on this movie. Yeah. We also got uh, some Tom Cruise running. Yeah, <laughs> maybe one of the starts. I looked it up. It's not the first. I was like, would, "Is it possible that this was the first? It wasn't." But I mean, he ran so so <laughs> dramatically. It's so compact. That's what it is. I think it is. It's not. He doesn't stride like most people. No, he when doesn't. They, when they run, he's also like five two. So right, like, like it's striding just, is not really a thing. It's, it's all compact, right here. Right. It's all like tucked in. It's all tight in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you guys think about the just the believability of the the overall story? Like. Would the let's not ruin it? Yeah, all right. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, fine. No, I'm just not kidding. Think, not you, think too much into it. We're here. We're, you, we're here you to don't talk. Think I don't know. The, the all white, all male firm in Memphis, Tennessee, is a would, is a good idea. Yeah, right? Like, would, would that would that uh, you know cause up? Like, would it be very obvious what they were what they were doing? And like, and would you use a law firm to launder your like? That's the part I don't really. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, the, your lawyers are your lawyers. Like for the reasons that it's a good twist at the end. He's saying like, I don't want to be disbarred. I am your lawyer. I won't disclose any of the every inform- any of your information. Like, wouldn't they use money laundering from something other than their law firm? But the law firm would be in position to set up the businesses, right? That's what they do. They set up the corporations. They set up the articles of corporation and you know LLCs and things like that, so that you can then you know buy X, Y, and Z property or X, Y, and Z business to then 
laundry. No, I mean, we should not be recording this. Like, <laughs> stop the tape. <laughs> <laughs> Let's explain how it's done. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It just seems like you keep your lawyers. Yeah, for the reason of you could tell them anything. You don't need them to also be the criminals. I guess is what kind. Of, I, I just don't know. Maybe, maybe it. Maybe that's the case. But anyway, yeah, I did not dissect it that deep. But uh, <laughs> well, they were being crooks because they were overcharging everybody. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. There you go. A little that's bit all. at a time. <laughs> it's a federal offense. Listen, they they did it in Superman three. You just round up. <laughs> they're never gonna know. <laughs> Uh, but no, I mean, yeah, I I, I don't mean to nitpick it, and I wasn't I, I doing was, wasn't doing was that joking. during the time. Um, I I we're here. To I talk. thoroughly and yeah, exactly. Um, th- thoroughly enjoyed it, and yeah, I do feel like there was there was enough surprises too. Like I felt like it was pretty straightforward, but I, I kind of forgot about some of the some of the little sure. twists at the end, and um, and it ma- it just makes it all the more all the more enjoyable. No, I I mean I think I you get into not seeing. I mean, you obviously see it all about to unravel when he finds the girl on the beach. You know, it's like, all right, well, this is clearly going to be a problem. And obviously he reveals that you don't necessarily see her coming to his aid by then potentially sleeping with the partner, Avery, but then also tricking, you know, it it just, she's essentially helping him even after she doesn't have to. And I think it does keep you guessing. I had forgotten a lot of it. I mean, I, I remember little details and as i watched it i'm like oh yeah oh yeah i, I mean i said it out loud a couple of times i'm like i I just didn't remember and it was good that's to kind, of, kind of exactly where it was i was like oh yeah yeah i remember <laughs> this goes now but right it, i thought i thought it was less complicated than than it was um when going into this movie um, yeah, yeah. It, it was uh it was i saw something where that hotel in the caymans where they filmed was actually like destroyed in a hurricane no oh. uh, in like 10 years ago or something and it's just like a decayed out hotel still standing like but it's not functional and it just was wrecked and never 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 rebuilt never i rebuilt. wanted to know if those if they really had those bungalows because that was pretty impressive where they got to stay like yeah it was a huge place like basically like an airbnb it down was real there. <laughs> it was real damn missed my chance john's <laughs> like can i get can i get a timeshare right can i get one <laughs> for whatever reason maybe just now, I, I wasn't familiar with the Caymans prior to this book or movie, but that is, it has stuck with me my entire life that when I hear the Caymans, I had a friend in the Caymans earlier this year, and I was like, oh, reset up offshore accounts? I was <laughs> the only one in the conversation that got it. But <laughs> <laughs> And we talked about Sidney Pollack, because we yeah. just did three, uh, yeah, days, I wasn't three days of the Condor. Right. I, I mean, solid directing, right? Like, yep. I, I think a lot of that, like we, when we talked about sneakers too, it, it, it the music was very, again, this this kind of like, Mid early nineties, dramatic. I don't know. Some something about it just for just brought me back to to, to this time period of movies. I feel like like the, the score and like the tenseness of the music um, reminded me of sneakers and reminded me of a lot a lot of other stuff. But yeah, I think uh, I think Sidney Pollack handles a handles a you know legal thriller. spy thriller pretty well. Um, I think he I think he does a does a great job. And probably probably the best direction of the three. And it's hard to do, right? Because you have such good actors that you kind of just want to let them cook, but you also got to rein them in because, you know, they they could just go off and you're like, nah, we got to stick to this story, guys. I'm sure Wilford Brimley had to be told a ton of times to, hey, tone it down, Wilford Brimley. (laughs) Um, It would be a little far-fetched, I think, for some of the partners and such, I mean, to be... To go to like the funeral of their friends who I 
presumably they know that their colleagues like had him killed or like like you'd think there would be a little bit of guilt yeah well and and, i mean yeah maybe you sit out in your backyard with a sprinkler hitting your legs maybe that's just how you grieve i don't know but that would be a little bit of something i think where you would start to wonder like if it had kept happening over the course of years are are you you're either really trapped to the point that you're just like emotionless and devoid of all connection to any of these the family that you're part of or i don't know i think i would have just stuck it out it would, take, it would take the FBI years to get that, to get the evidence they need. <laughs> I felt like it was it was kind of setting it up like the Stepford like community, right? Because mm-hmm. they're like all the wives are. Oh, the know, firm encourages encourages children, children right? Yeah. Doesn't forbid you from working. It's like I got a lot of those feels like when, and I also got a lot of feels towards um, the devil's advocate, right? Like, yeah, sure. Very much of hey, you got this small town lawyer or up and coming lawyer. He comes to not a big city, great city at the time, but Memphis. And then, you know, he's his wife starts to feel like it's not right, something's yep. off, and and then he's like, Oh, there's something else here and it was it very much like Yeah, there's definitely uh, some similarities there. The second one though. Just, the Pelican Brief. Again, special special place in my heart. I always like this one the best of the of the three. From 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 the book perspective. Um uh, reading it, I just thought it was uh interesting uh with the supreme court judges and just just the way she tied the whole the whole story up together at the at, again at the time when i was a kid i was like whoa that's really like complicated i remember cool. loving this book yeah I love for sure book. it was but, I, but I, I could say that about a lot of them because i did i just i couldn't put these books down when i was reading them but i don't want to rain on it by any means no, i just was i was less impressed with this movie but Mainly because she would have died right away, right? <laughs> right? Like, almost certainly. Yeah, almost like there was, there was like way too many close calls and way too many stupid for moves. a random person to be a yeah. law student. To yeah, just be she should have. She should have known better. I think. In a you lot think of, she in just should have died in the car, blown up? No, I mean I'm fine with that. Like the reason is she didn't want to get get in the car with someone who has been sober but had been drinking at that time. So like that that's fair. But then right after that, I feel like. They would have gotten to her very quickly, especially because she used the credit card like in the, in the beginning to get that motel room. Like she would have been done. Yeah. But I guess they they explained it by saying that uh, one of the guys I can't even remember at the end um, was looking out for her, the one that shot Kamel Rupert, which was very unexplained. <laughs> yeah, there was like he just yeah, died, and yeah. then they kind of like, oh yes, he was looking out for you. It's like why didn't he fucking help me earlier, <laughs> <laughs> or even barely show him in that scene? He yeah. just dies, and, yeah. and you're kind of left wondering. But it. That was Can we when, talk about that? Tucci. Tucci is the assassin. Tucci, Tucci with hair. <laughs> Tucci with hair. Um, and just, yeah, playing some like Momentarily nondescript, uh, I don't know, terrorist. That, why, why would they have to bring him like him in to do the, do the killing? I don't know. Because then they can blame it on something, on, on right. a terrorist. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed, it seemed a, little, a little far-fetched. So my, my, what, my first note right out of the gate was, I couldn't. I'd forgotten. I'm like Denzel was uh, Denzel talking to the oldest man alive, the uh, <laughs> Supreme Court justice, <laughs> who was like skin was transparent and like falling off. I was like, oh my gosh, I really went. Out yeah, that was to- uh, what's his name? Hugh Cronin. Hugh Cronin. Yeah, yeah, featuring. <laughs> right. He got his own. Uh, what do you know him from? Uh, Cocoon. 
cocoon with yes. Brimley. Yep. Brimley a lot. With Brimley. <laughs> yep. That's that's exactly right. That's the right answer. But he he's he was a big like he was in Twilight Zone and so he's yeah. been in a bunch of movies when he was Jessica young too. Andy's husband. But we all know him for as the old yeah, yeah. the old guy. <laughs> the old guy. <laughs> so my note about this movie was I I I liked it. I did. I just didn't think it was as good as the firm. Uh but it felt to me like this movie actually could be ripe for a remake. Like, yeah, done a little bit better. Yeah, done a little bit better, cleaned up a little bit better. But the stories there, I felt like to where, and I, you wouldn't, you know, like, are you going to remake a Denzel and Julia Roberts movie? Like, that's not going to happen. But that's the, that's the thing. Like, that took it to something that makes it better, better than its its faults because yeah. of because of those two actors. So I know I know what you're saying. Like, you you might be able to get a better. Um, film, but you're not going to get maybe better performances, right? Or like, like you that. have yeah. to really get some monsters in there yeah. to even compare, you know. But but it felt like even with storyline, you're getting into supreme Supreme Court justices. It's like I mean, it kind of felt prescient, you know, that they're yeah, it it could be that could be well received or well done in this day and age. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just kept having that thought. I always like, felt that way about the West wing too. And yeah, there's this one, like the West wing would touch on some things and, I'm, and they're like, Oh, that would be crazy if that happened. Then I was like, really, you know, government yeah. shutdowns like, Oh, that really, that shit really happened. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, uh, we'll get back to the West wing in a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. I liked, I forgot that Lithgow was in this and Lithgow is the editor. Yeah, uh, Denzel's editor. Brief, brief, brief Lithgow appearance. Right, but just you know, again, another another powerhouse. Right, you already had Denzel. You had uh, Julia Roberts. You had Sam Shepard. Like love Sam Shepard. Yeah, mm-hmm. some good some good people there. You had William Atherton again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> always, always. I don't know if I necessarily trust him. He was just there right. for a minute. I was like, oh yeah. But were they watching her? They were watching her just to watch her, right? Because they didn't know that. The assassin was there, did they? Well, the, so I think they're the ones that that killed the that, assassin. That ki- yeah, it must have must have been. Yeah, one, that one, was one the un, not well, essentially not super well explained, super explained very well um, in the book. It was, but it yeah. was not visually done well at all. Well, right. this is an Alan J. Pacula, Pacula. I, I don't think Pacula. Pacula, Pacula. Yeah, <laughs> Alan yeah, J. Pacula. Son, Do you guys yeah, know what like? Does that name mean anything to you? Or like Alan what's the... J. I was about to look it up. But I yeah. won't. So he he did uh, all the President's Men with Robert Redford. Okay. And Dustin Hoffman, and that's like a very bit. You know, it's deep throat. It's Nixon. It's all that Watergate, Watergate um, scandal stuff. So perfect. It, yeah, I mean, like they, right they probably they probably hand hand picked him for yeah. for this for that reason because it's like you know it's it's the reporters breaking the you know breaking breaking the story um so so i think i think that's why but maybe they could have gotten a you know uh brady to, maybe to your point it could have been a better movie if they didn't maybe went with like a newer fresher director or something maybe like that. it just feels like i just think like i said more the subject matter now might it somehow still plays and like i said all of a sudden becomes a lot more as relevant if not more this might have seemed almost far-fetched at the time to yeah. like oh you'd never have any sort of people impacted the supreme court well i'm here <laughs> to t- here to tell you um you know before we skip all the the rest of the cast though i know we had like a tony goldwin obviously recognized mm-hmm. um ghost that's what i always think of <laughs> and scandal for the oh, newer yeah. kids, yeah, um, a young Cynthia Nixon, a yep. blonde Cynthia Nixon, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I didn't know his name, but I definitely recognized him. Anthony Heald, 
Yeah, what's he from? Well, he's from well, he's from the next movie as well. Okay. He's also in uh, in The Client, but he's also in A Time to Kill. He's in three oh. different... And The Time to Kill is what I think I actually recognize him from. Um, and if if we get to that at some point... Grisham's his meal ticket. <laughs> he's in those three for sure, but... Uh, you got you got Robert Culp. Um, yep. John Hurd. John Hurd. Home Alone Dad. I was right. going... Sorry. I was... Uh, yeah, I was going to say John Hurd, especially uh, we're getting into Home Alone season Did here. you see the what he was watching on TV when he got popped by Tucci? Oh, God. What was he watching? He was... Uh... Tommy. Home Alone 2? Coach. <laughs> coach. That's right. Oh, yeah, he that's was Luther. Coach. Luther, right. Jerry Van Dyke. <laughs> um... But yeah, I, I again, this is a this is one that played right into um, you know the wheelhouse of you know Grisham finding the stories and then being able to like navigate through. Like I always thought, you know, having having the reporter be the one that's figuring everything out was great because you know a lot of them deal with the legal aspects and you have mm-hmm. the lawyers. And, but this is like kind of a little bit of twist. Yeah, not, a little unique. You're right. So I enjoyed that. My my knock on that, and I felt like. I, I think you're, I agree with you on the 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 reporter kind of. It felt like a lot of the scenes were too short. It just kept like being little quick little short scenes here and there. And I was like, it, and I think that led to me thinking sometimes that things weren't as developed as they could be story wise. It just felt like it was kind of jumping around a little bit. The story is good, broad strokes, but it just felt like it wasn't well flowing i think throughout because it just kept jumping from here to here and you're jumping back and forth well i think there was a lot there especially you're talking about the actors you have involved it's like nobody nobody does like a lip quiver cry like julia roberts (laughs) well yeah that and nobody does just like commanding presence like denzel yeah like he just sits there he's like yeah i'm gonna just say whatever i need to say and you're gonna listen and you're like yeah i believe you I (laughs) i demand another movie with them to like now to like to and where they actually get together like <laughs> so that was that was a big issue yeah they wanted to it, they wanted to do it in I this one and they like well it is in the book and, in the book i thought yeah. that's what i remember there was well in the book or... it's he's not black yeah and denzel was against the inner or not against he didn't think that the audience would he, be he for knew, yeah. the interracial aspect they and weren't ready for i even it. said the kiss at the end was just nonsensical like didn't even make any sense. Right. Forgetting that they in the book that they actually were like there was like an affair type thing, and now I feel like I've seen a dozen movies where that's exactly what would have happened. Right. But Denzel was a, an opponent of that idea because he felt like it wouldn't have been well received. Hmm. I don't like it. No, he was just reading the room. Yeah, <laughs> read, read I'm not saying room. he was wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I I felt like. That's where when they when she says, "Would you stay on the couch?" Like that's your move right there, where yep. they would have gotten together and had a weird, awkward scene. Yeah, it would have been like uh, it would have been <laughs> like three days of the con. Redford the would have definitely just held a uh, <laughs> held her hostage in bed <laughs> and said, "I didn't rape you." <laughs> He's got a rapist's wit. That's <laughs> uh, from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the real phrase? Rapier, <laughs> rapier, rapier right? Bit, right? Yeah, <laughs> I've got a rapist. Oh man, I, I hate to say, like I've always found that line really funny, but if I have, um, my in, in the right situation, yeah. my actual first reference of Hugh Cronin was not Cocoon. Mm-hmm. It was Batteries Not Included. Yes, that's that was, right. That's where I I saw him first. Jessica Tandy. Yep. 
Just and the little the aliens, the yep. little robotic aliens. Little robotic aliens. I, I, that, that's been a lifetime since I, I don't remember. I wonder that if that movie's any good at all anymore. Tom probably has it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I uh, I did see Martin. To your credit, you you said uh, you know Julia was kind of perfect. The, uh, J- Grisham wrote the part of Darby Shaw with Julia Roberts in mind. And oh, so when no it came way. time for the movie, he didn't have rights. He he essentially. In the in the contract, didn't have any ap- approval like rights to have a say in who got cast, mm-hmm. but still fought for her mm-hmm. and and she read the book and said immediate without seeing the script said I'll, I'll do it. So she was she was in on Darby. So how, how I, I wondered how she was supposed to be twenty four. I went, I thought I always just felt like she was older. I I don't know what her actual age was in this in this uh, when she when she filmed it. So I wonder. Yeah, yeah. I. I think she played well as a law student. Like it, she was very believable. Yeah. Um. The only thing that wasn't believable to me was like, wouldn't Cynthia Nixon have known that she was sleeping with Sam Shepard? Like, did she not know? I feel like she didn't. Like when she came to her house that one time and Sam was there, and she's like, "Oh, I'm staying in." Like, yeah. Like you would have oh, seen it. Right. Like That's seen it, it was, in yeah. class and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it would have been. They were keeping it on the DL. Right. She was. 26. 26, okay. So, and yeah. maybe 25 to when they filmed, depending right. on. Yeah, but so right was, on. Yeah, so right on. Not, not, not way off base by yeah. any means. So um, I kind of agree with you. It feels like they were probably pretty decent friends. And right. like, you probably tell. And why you got to get her involved? You know, use her name. What if What if they killed Alice? Right. Would, yeah. would you, wouldn't you have felt bad? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe she wouldn't have. Maybe she didn't really like Alice. She yeah. didn't care. <laughs> feels like she was probably annoying. <laughs> I just like the the chases through through the different streets when they when she's in New Orleans and they're like the, all the weird guys that are chasing her like somebody would have stopped them way before they got even close to her right yeah you hope so and but, why do they keep sending that same little dude after her <laughs> <laughs> I, I I had that thought I was like I'm like henchmen got a lot like scarier in later movies like i don't know 93 the, the worst guy they could send is like shorter than julia roberts <laughs> and it doesn't look tough at all shorter than everybody <laughs> looks like phil set. collins or something coming after you it's like what do you what do you you should be scared of you know it should be somebody big yeah <laughs> and then he drives into his own bomb yeah, at the right. end of course <laughs> yeah. what are the chances yeah it was good i just i i think if i'm going that's, you know, and I did. I went back to back nights, and I'm yep. just like, yeah, I think I like the firm better. And again, I just think that the I do. I feels like I don't know. Someone gets around to it. Grisham wants a you know another paycheck. Like you just, it's worth it. It's remakeable. Yeah, yeah, agreed. The last film, however, Martin thinks it's as great as the others. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed it, and I I may have seen this one the most. Thinking about it, I think this was on a lot, like on whether it was. <laughs> TBS, TNT, or HBO, or whatever we had. I feel like I saw i I saw at least part of this a lot. I um I did not, uh, but I think it, I think it's just like a prime uh, primary bias for me. Like I think it was the first one that I read before the before the movie. So like to me, yeah, just it it feels like I like the story, and I just and it, it might have been my introduction to to John Grisham in general. So yeah, yeah so I, I, I liked. It. I mean, definite low point. We could start at the low point is. Anthony Lapaglia as Barry the Blade, Moldana. What was the wardrobe choices? What what were they thinking? Is it Joel Schumacher? You think 
who he's also the same director who did Batman and Robin or one of those Batman movies. Yeah, he did yeah. the Batman with the, Forever with the dime sized nipples. Like I think he just uh, doesn't understand. Just or maybe does <laughs> I don't I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, the the um the mesh shirt was was the really it. It, was, was it was one nice. thing to have no shirt under the suit. You know, that's a choice. And what looked like maybe a leather suit, like it wasn't like yeah. a standard fabric. Yeah, especially that's what you want to be wearing on Bourbon Street. It looked like maybe a Miami suit. And his whole character was just a caricature, right? Of yes. of that. So that a terrible name, terrible everything. And why would he go back to his uncle at the end and be like, "Give me another chance"? And that whole scene was just like, "You would do. You would run. You would know you yeah. were done for, and you'd have to just get get the hell out of there. You wouldn't go back and like you let them think. kill you." Yeah, I just I, I did not like him at all. I didn't like the way that they. Why was he even still around? Like he's not. I mean, not I guess that important, was, right? right? Like, why are you? Yeah. Why are you allowing any yeah. any of this to, to, to go on the right. way it was? I felt like this one was more of a let's just kill the kid. It wasn't so much a legal thriller yeah. as much as like this kid saw something and now we got to kill him. Right. But or, like I remember it being my introduction to the Fifth Amendment, you know, like that's a, that was a cool, <laughs> cool little scene. And why the fuck is it the kid that has to think of that? You know, like no way would the kid think of it. His lawyer should have probably thought of that beforehand. And, and I, you know, seriously, no way the kid thinks of it. <laughs> there's zero chance that he would have came up with it on his own. Um, but, but I, th- I think again, what what makes it better than a terrible movie is Susan Sarandon. I love. I thought Brad Renfro. Um, don't, don't, I thought the kid. No way. I thought he did a good job, man. It's a kid actor. That's part of the problem. So no good. No nothing. Uh, all right. But Tommy Lee Jones, you don't like him either. I, I love Tommy Lee Jones. And they did a thing. They there was a thing. They they wanted no known kid actor. Right. That I remember the they, they wanted introducing a local kid who sounded like he was from the area. Yeah. And had the accent. Just fucking get a kid who's acting, knows what he's doing in front of a TV, a camera. The kid you know, was, like kid was really quiet over there. I didn't like Tommy Lee Jones in this. Okay. And I like Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, like the fugitive Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, like generally, I'm I'm on board when Tommy Lee Jones is in this, and this just felt like he felt like he was an idiot. I felt like he was a moron. Like all the stuff that they were doing, like you can't question a kid. You know this. Yeah. Like him and Whitford and Stanley from the from Blade Runner and <laughs> swarmy JT Walsh, like. Has J.T. Walsh ever played a character that you no. don't feel like, no, yeah. get out of here? He was definitely backdraft. <laughs> yeah, J.T. Walsh. It's good to one. see him again, though. <laughs> Sway Zach. What's in those files? <laughs> and, and yeah, the whole su- subplot of him trying to get on the team, but then yeah. he doesn't make it. Doesn't make it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's not it's not great. I love Mary Louise Parker. Is that her name? Mary yeah. Louise Parker. Yeah, she, love her, too. She, uh, yeah. West, from West Wing. Uh, well, Is that what you were going to say? Bradley Whitford. And Bradley the Whitford, couple. yes, right. they right. eventually yeah. had yeah. their uh, their day. Yeah, I think I fell in love with her from the West Wing. Her you, character you is just so great. Definitely didn't fall in love with her from this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, not yes, one hundred percent. But West Wing and Weeds. Um, she agreed. She, uh, West Wing. Yeah, yeah. she came weeds. into her own. Yeah, she uh, <laughs> she found something. But uh, it was. I just felt. I do. I had a problem. The kid just sucked, in my opinion. And it. Mm. All right. It just. I think it didn't. Bother. I guess he didn't do anything after. It, it's not like he. Be, this, this this didn't launch his career, so he it, might not be a great. He actor. was in Tom and Huck. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. It Jonathan didn't, Taylor Thomas. He it, was in some other things. too. It didn't bother me but, when I was a kid, but watching it right now, I was less than thrilled. He was in Sleepers. 
and I've seen sleepers. Apt pupil. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I've seen Apt Brad Pitt? pupil. That's a apt pupil is um a Stephen King story actually. And the cure. Those are his four known fours. Mm. But he has actually been in a decent amount of stuff up until two thousand eight. Um, I think that's when he passed away. And he died at 25. Oh, didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, he OD'd. Yeah, I didn't like the way that they made Tommy Lee Jones and his team. Like, they just seemed like a bunch of jerks well, trying to. Well, like, yeah, he, like, making mistakes all over the place, like, in plain sight. It was just like. Or they, or, and they should have just given him the deal right away kind right. of thing. Why that wouldn't you saying? take yeah. him into witness protection immediately? Right away. Yeah. yeah. You, want, you want to know where the body is. You think he knows. Offer yeah. him the deal. Right. Why do you have Help to... him out. Why are you being adversarial? Yeah. Like, Why are you trying to trick the kid into, like, it just. Yeah, agreed. There was just there was flaws there, and yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, you're talking about this. Everybody knows this guy is going to be the next governor, and they can't. He, that team cannot. The Reverend Roy can't help but make mistakes. All like everything they're doing, this right. they Reggie's, all, Reggie's they all did on. it right. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Instead of just like one of them lightly suggesting that you might not need need a lawyer, they're all like, "No, nope. I hate lawyers. You wouldn't want a lawyer." It's like it'd be it, you and I. It, I knew that it was, you know, they were being recorded, um, but even still, it seemed a little heavy-handed, right? Like, yeah, just a little, not a soft touch at all. Um, My my boy, Will Patton. (laughs) Sleazy cop. Sleazy cop. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Edwards. Yeah, what was he doing? Just a a paralegal. I know, but like, why? I I wonder if needed to have him. Then I wondered if they were together at one point. Right, that's what I mean. It was that kind of little bit of confusion that you're just like, "Eh, no. But they didn't really explore that, and I was like, "All right, okay, I guess." Uh, I enjoyed Ossie Davis controlling the courtroom yeah. when they came oh, in. Yeah. And he I was like, Davis. "Tell him to keep his ass in the seat." <laughs> <laughs> it corrects the its uh, psalms yeah. instead of uh, or whatever he said it was. He's like, "This is a courtroom, not a pulpit. <laughs> Sit down, fake yeah. ass reverend <laughs> William H Macy." Yeah, yeah, well, the doctor. Small, I thought he small was maybe. A, I, I thought he might have been a bigger part. That I didn't remember, but nope, they didn't really. What was the other movie? It. What was that first movie we saw? Like one movie we saw where he had a really tiny role. It was like one of his first roles he ever had. Do you remember? We what we did for the pod. Yeah, I do remember. But it's... we were just like, "Whoa, William H Macy yeah. out of nowhere!" And then you kind of forget that. Was it Fargo? No. Oh, no. that's what he's. Uh, I mean, that's put him on the map. Nice in Magnolia and Fargo. I'll put him on the map. But yeah, I couldn't remember. Uh, I can't remember what the first the first early one was, but yeah, it was something. Wasn't he on ER? Later on, he like was. him and Anthony Edwards both. Maybe that's ER. where this happened. <laughs> or when maybe did ER start. I thought ER started later. I thought it was after, like, because it's a Crichton. It was that's the last dragon. Book. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Ah, <laughs> uh, Darch. Darch. Thanks for that. Darch uh, Kim Coates. Kim Coates. Do you? Where do you know Kim Coates from? I couldn't place him. I know him, but I couldn't place him. Same. I couldn't place him. Last Boy Scout. Oh, nice. He's the one who, like, uh, Bruce Willis is like, insult me again or say yeah, something else, nose. and he kills him. Yes. <laughs> Smashes his nose into his brain. Yeah, yeah he was a nice sleazeball. Uh, he, he was cast well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, the, the kids running the show were, was just, I think, a setup for failure, but not for Grisham, who said he was so pleased with this adaptation of the work that he then agreed to sell A Time to Kill rights mm. because of that and let Schumacher do it because he was so pleased with how this went. Oh. Schumacher did A Time to Kill? And so I was just like, okay, well, clearly I just don't have the perspective of everyone else involved. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, it sounds like, sounds like that might have been the right call because 
I have again. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but I'm pretty I, sure it's pretty good. I still think that one holds up. Yeah, but uh, and I think is. I'd have to look, but I would not be surprised if that's the most successful of them. Grisham was like, "Yes, I, the, my my vision for Barry the Blade <laughs> on screen, amazing. You nailed you get it. The, you nailed it <laughs> for my uh, stereotypical mob killer." Kim Coates also in Bad Boys and Waterworld. <laughs> Just in case you need not to be confused with Kim Cattrall. No, or. And mannequin, mannequin. I was just thinking mannequin. <laughs> That's all she was ever been in. That's all she. Yep, nothing else. <laughs> but yeah, so these are you know obviously this kicked off the the Grisham run of movies, and you know we'll get to the biggest one, A Time to Kill. Have you guys seen any of the others? Like I have seen Runaway Jury a couple times, mm-hmm. uh, Cusack and Hackman. Yeah, right? and uh, what's the female lead. Rachel Weiss. Rachel Weiss. Um don't forget Dustin Hoffman. He's into yeah. yeah, yeah. Um I, I def- so I definitely seen that one there. That was the last book I read and I watched the movie. Is too. it the Hackman is it the Chamber? Oh yeah. yeah. I've seen the Chamber. That's uh I don't really remember Chris O'Donnell. It. Okay. Yeah Chris O'Donnell. I don't remember the Rainmaker? Rainmaker is Rainmaker. Damon. Dane made okay, Damon and Danny DeVito. Yeah. Um, Claire Danes. And he's not really yeah. a rainmaker. That's what I remember from that movie. He it's didn't like, make any rain. Yeah, he brought like one client to the firm. Sonic, he was bringing <laughs> yeah, but in all it these a clients. Huge class action. Yeah, I guess. There's like huge. I guess that's lawsuit. what I call it. I would think you need to bring like a ton of ton of clients. Yeah. So I started, you know, reading more and more of the the Grisham books later on, and I think there's a couple of books that could be could have been made into to movies if they again wants to cash a check. The Brethren. It's about like. These convicts who basically collude, not collude, but have ins into like grooming a president. You know, somebody's got to have rights to this already. Yeah, too. I'm sure they are. So um, you wonder why it didn't get made? Because I mean, maybe there was a point where maybe like was, legal thrillers just fell out of fashion for a bit. Maybe because they stopped making them. That's what, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> a little catch twenty like, two. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which one came first? <laughs> The fall of the legal everyone's thriller, like, or the non-having the legal. Everyone's thriller. like, yeah, I kind of lost interest because there just weren't any more out there. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Grisham's been pumping out forty-seven <laughs> books. <laughs> the Racketeer is a, is a a really good book. Is that um, about tennis? No, it's about a uh, <laughs> a federal judge who's killed in his cabin, and I he read had it. a I read it safe full of gold, and the gold is missing, and they got to figure out like. Who killed this federal judge and where's all that gold? It was is the it, racketeer. So is, it the fir- <laughs> is it the firm level? Like, are these the firm level books? Yeah. Yeah? All right. Yeah. Racketeer. I, there was another one that was about multiple judges. God, I can't remember. Good story, Jeremy. <laughs> Compelling and rich. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think to be John Grisham in the early 90s, you're just like, Fuck, my ship has come in. Right. Just c- coasting. Cause, the I mean, judge's list, I think. That was more recent. I decided yeah. to give it a shot. Sounds, I was like, oh, shit. He's still out there? Sounds pretty right on the nose. For what <laughs> <laughs> there's like this. There's like these judges that are all on a list or something. I can't remember what it's called. I'll figure it out. <laughs> or it was the testament. I don't know. No, the testament's about a will. The last will well. and testament. <laughs> I got you. Yep. That was too worried. When did... Did he ever stop doing with the thes? 
Are there any movies uh, or any books outside of A Time to Kill that doesn't start I, with I thought the? I had one, but the the is really small on the front. <laughs> it says <laughs> The Boys from Biloxi. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at his books right now. Even that sounds like a long title for him. Yeah. Yes. There Place is for least, pizza? There's a couple. that Or yeah. Playing for Pizza? Playing for Pizza is the Suli, one. Suli, Skipping Christmas, Sparring Partners. Those are probably nonfiction or something. Camino Island, <laughs> Sycamore Row, The Broker. Yeah. <laughs> and he went back. <laughs> Those didn't sell too well. Needs so a he hard article. The... <laughs> Needs a strong article to start this off. <laughs> oh, that's a good title for this podcast. <laughs> the hard article. Strong article. Even. Strong article. <laughs> um, the litigator. <laughs> <laughs> What's the there's there was another one about a lawyer working with a Rogue Native American lawyer. reservation. I did think I might have read the Rogue Lawyer. I read the associate, and then I—I I think I told you guys last week. I started, you guys read more than me. I read Bleachers. That was a football, like a high school football book. Yeah. It completely veered away from the legal side, and I was like, "I don't." And it actually wasn't bad, but it didn't quite have the. I—I I think part of what you want and like, or at least I did at the time, was that Lawyers. suspenseful legal drama. You know, it's like you—you kind of know what you're getting in for. You're reading more because you like what you're—you've read, and so. I didn't dislike it, but it was just not as 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 up to par, I guess, as some of the others, and didn't get made into a movie. Yeah, because it didn't have a "the" in front of it. <laughs> as always, thanks for listening, YouTube feds. We know you'll do your best to protect the pod. If any other pod so much as spits in your direction, you'll let us know and give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks, and go to bed. Camino wins.